And now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guest, the Mistress of Mirth, Jenna Kim Jones, the Mistress of Mirth's Mr. Hash Brown Al, the newest member of the Schlub Club, Dustin Goot, and Chef Jeff is here to turn it all into a meaty stew. I'm her husband, Daniel, bitches, asking you... To wipe your pubes off the soap bar, hop on board the love bus, and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen! Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend, Allison, Allison, with perfect good times never end, Allison Rosen, doing the wavy pencil pants again, Allison Rosen, Allison's your new best friend. We are all here. Oh, I'm here. Jenna's here. Hello. Hello, Al. Hey, yo. And Daniel's here. Hi, ho. And Jeff. Hi, everybody. And Dustin will be here shortly. Hooray. Yeah, this is infectious. This is I really I like, like this. Yeah, this is. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm floating on a sea Settle of audience down, support. People. I know. Please. Oh, man. It's, it's just us. We're here every week. Um, I think that the audience should know that something has happened to me since the last time we did the show, which is that I have become a Nazi about everyone keeping their energy up. And I'm guilty of my energy flagging because Daniel and I went away. I wasn't going to go into this much detail, but I'm going to go into it. We went away for the weekend for our anniversary, and we decided to check in with some podcasts on our way to Santa Barbara and we happened to listen to ours and I was like holy (laughs) shit when did we get so boring because really our tones were like it's as if we are sitting on the couch talking to each other but we weren't now some of it was that it was recorded early that explains the problem with one episode I don't know what happened to the other I think we did two early in the morning Anyway, whatever it was, see, you could do t- do another take a little more. Energy. Oh, hey, uh, we did two every uh, early in the morning. <laughs> I don't know. See, I don't now know what that, it is you want from me. That is magic. <laughs> but anyway, what I was going to say was the whole time you were doing your intro, I was in yeah. the corner like a mom on Dance Moms or yep. Toddlers and Tiaras, going like making these big gestures, like bigger, jazz bigger, hands, bigger. jazz hands. I know. And I will do that to each and every one of you. Just yes. be warned. That's fine. Good deal. All right. You, you, Jenna, you have good energy. I, tr- I try. Al, Jenna brings it. You usually do. I try to step up my game. I'm getting used to this, kind of yeah. like Daniel is. You know, we're yeah. we're new at this. We're I new know. at this. We're feeling it. Yeah, you, know? you got a little more reps under your belt. I, I think. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I, you know, Jenna kicks me under the table, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like that. It's so. true. And Jeff, you're I ha- good. I have my moments. <laughs> We're all, this isn't one of I'm them. I'm like going back like, oh my gosh, I got to get the energy going. Oh, shoot. No, uh, I think I think it was unique to Daniel and me mm-hmm. when we're together. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're well, just we don't so know. I think, that, I think the problem is we're not used to having a conversation like that where you're basically a host. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, you're all in. I mean, up. it's a different dynamic. And for me, um, I'm sort of trying to get used to how to interact like that so With I someone think that, in the corner who's making big arm gestures <laughs> well it's not exactly a conversation it's you like hey everybody hi hello it's me it's allison or like you hey it's me allison <laughs> and there, that was the energy i think you're yeah, yeah. Wow. okay but and, he said before that is how i sound yeah hey but it turns um, them on <laughs> Yeah, it's hot, it's super hot. But uh, yeah, usually, usually when I come home from work, you're not. Hey, hello, hi. And no, then, actually, if anything, I'm not 
hey high enough wouldn't you say yeah usually i come home and um wendy is hey high <laughs> she's super hey high and all over and giving me the energy i prefer when i come home and then it's find allison <laughs> where it's is a, i'll be she? like hello and then it's you know here then i'll hear my voice echoing off the back wall of the living room and then i'll come wandering in there it <laughs> is there it is yes and then you'll be huddled in the shadows that's not true. With a, the glow of your iPhone illuminating <laughs> the underside of your face. Do you, no. ever, do you ever get scared like you're coming home to a murder scene that you might get blamed for? Every day. That's, what, that's my fear. I always, I always call on my way home yeah. to someone so I have an alias. Right, yeah, you know, exactly. Or, or, or an like, alibi, hey, rather. I love you. I'm yeah. leaving a voicemail. Just left the office. Right. Check the cell phone records officer, and then you know you're safe. I wasn't there when it went down. Right. Yeah. That's the fear that it would get <laughs> pinned on you. Yes, that's Alan's that's my biggest fear. No, fear. absolutely. Wait, yeah, yes, oh really? yeah. You can t- I can tell from the way he's saying it with perfect energy. By the way, Thank that, you. that this is not the first time he's worried about this or said this. No, no. Oh no, this no. is a genuine fear of Alan's yeah. that he's had since we've dated. That somehow I will like trip down the stairs and actually oh. die, and then when that story comes out, everyone will be like, "Oh right, she fell down the stairs." Yeah. The okay. perfect couple, yeah, who's a really abusive <laughs> husband behind the scenes so she'll say stuff like that like i'll just tell him you punched me i'm like don't do that that's not number one that's not funny number two when something when you fall down the stairs and die they're gonna be like well he did punch her once and you know and no no, which is that. gonna be worse the loss of jenna or it getting unfairly pinned on you no it's it's Definitely like the not only did i lose my wife now i'm in prison oh. for life and i'm not even a bad guy you know what though it all stems from his favorite movie is the fugitive yeah. So it all true. the fear yeah. all comes from this one movie you that he's watched that so man. many times. I've watched it a lot. Yeah. And I'm prepared to jump from a bus that's about to get hit by a train <laughs> and then jump from a dam. You know, you can't ass. say alibi without Al. It, <laughs> Hashtag alibi. Oh my gosh. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> so um, a personal update. I am now on estrogen because we're getting ready to do IVF, which means I'm not pregnant from all the other things we've tried. Mm-hmm. Putting it in the butt, not putting it in the butt. That doesn't work, apparently. <laughs> I don't know why I always make the... I told someone, you, I told you it was going to work. <laughs> actually not into anal sex, mm-hmm. but has never tried it because I'm afraid. Um, I make a lot of jokes about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm aware of how one gets pregnant. It's hilarious. It is, right? It's a good go-to. It's always funny. Is it yeah. hack funny though? Uh, it's like, just funny. Airplane funny. food, anal it's funny. sex. It's funny because it's like you know the dirtiest kind of sex. So it's like it's like saying smoking crack instead of smoking pot. You know, you want to go to the the harshest version of what. I'm sorry. I'm hey. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's like the dirtiest kind of sex. <laughs> His energy ends with a <laughs> every time. I know, I can't so do the high know. energy without it being like a cheesy radio. Simpsons character. Anyway, we'll I'm sorry. I took, I took that in a, an untoward direction. What I meant to say was we're getting ready to do IVF and it will either be regular IVF or I think I mentioned this on the show, what they call min-stim IVF, minimal stimulation, which is actually a lot better. Um, it's, not, it's not more effective, but it's better for the person going through it because what it means is a lot fewer like you don't do any shots right that's um, way better but <clears throat> but it's less effective and instead of getting a whole bunch of eggs they only get a few eggs but you do it the egg retrieval which is the mm-hmm. thing where they not they put you out you do that like three months in a row till they can get enough yep. to implant all of them and because some women have fixed a fixed amount of eggs and I am one age but my ovaries are a couple years older but my eggs are the same age as me 
Weird. I, and I'm like, how do they know? So I don't know why I'm pretending right. to not say my age. I'm 39. My ovaries are 41, but my eggs are 39. How do they that know so no specifically? Sense. That's I have the thing. No I can idea. understand that I don't they're think like they do. your egg. No, they said 41 and 40. No, but I think that's like an estimate. They're just saying it's generally this, right? They weren't looking at your ovaries specifically, were they? And saying yeah, they your said ovaries specifically my are 41 ovaries, years My ovaries old. in unison, they both said, we are 41. They, did che- they-, <laughs> they checked their driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> what, did they have like a lot of wrinkles or something? Or what is it like they count the rings? Right. I don't know. How That's do know? what I'm saying. I have no idea. I think it has to do with... They didn't want to go out drinking on a weekday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check, yeah. Right. <laughs> they were having hot flashes. I don't know. It is weird. I think it has to do with how many eggs your ovary... Or maybe it has to do with the hormone levels or something. But my ovaries oh, are a little bit older than I am. Right. But then my sister's eggs are a little older than she is. So just know, women, when you go in, mm-hmm. they age all the parts of you. That is so horrible strange right yes well and it's like we already have to deal with our own age as it is and then we have to deal with other parts of our body the ages of our organs yeah i know whatever i don't know what to tell you i don't like it yeah so it's so whether you do minimal stimulation or the full thing has to do with how many eggs they think they can get with the hormones that they give you um and if they think that a bunch of hormones aren't gonna make you produce more eggs then they won't waste all the hormones. But so anyway, I'm on, oh, Dustin is here, and there's a song that we play when a guest arrives. I do believe I heard the door. It's something I will not ignore. There's someone I am waiting for, and I believe they're here. It's time to do an interview with me and them and all of you, so don't you ever fear, because my guest is here. Because my guest is here. Because my guest is here. I hope that they don't go away while I'm on my way over this. So sit right back. Enjoy the show. Won't you give a cheer? Because my guest is here. Because my guest is here. Welcome, Dustin. Hello. How goes it? <laughs> it goes well. Perfect. I'm not We've sure had I a lot of talk about energy. Oh, I can you hear have you got in it. the room. <laughs> Love it. Talk now. How, oh, oh, I just no. I don't think that was it. Yeah. Chef Jeff is Chef is yeah. seasoning your ear stew. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He hit on right, mm. just the right recipe perfect okay so i'm telling everyone about um how i'm now taking estrogen in preparation for ivf so anyway though i heard hormones yes so the first thing i did when they gave me this was i went online to see what the side effects are in reality the only side effect i'm ever looking for is to see if it causes weight gain it could be like your eyes will fall out (laughs) yeah your butt will turn into a melon Right, which is not a normal one. That does Sudden imply death. weight gain, though. <laughs> but it does. But a melon butt is better than weight gain. It depends if it's like a watermelon <laughs> or what's a small melon? Cantaloupe. Right. Honeydew. Maybe a nice yeah. honeydew. That's right. <laughs> mm. Exactly. So right. So I could see all these things like sudden death, you know, seizures, da, 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 weight gain, and I'm like, oh no. Right. But anyway, so I was looking at it and I was seeing what estrogen is often normally, often or normally given for, which is when. Um, it's given as like hormone replacement for, I think, women in menopause or for women mm-hmm. who are having premature menopause. Again, that's not why they're giving it to me, though. I don't know why they're giving it to me. I don't think it, it's not age related, though. It's IVF related. Um, but anyway, it's normally given, you know, to it can treat some of the symptoms of menopause, like hot flashes or, you know, I think mood swings or this or vaginal atrophy. <laughs> What is that? I have no... <laughs> By God, what happens to your vagina as you get older? Don't things that atrophy, atrophy. fall off? 
I don't know. I have no I idea. I think they just get weaker. Oh. Uh, I think I know okay. that the vaginal yeah. lining thins and you have dryness. But the word atrophy frightens me. Would that's a side effect? Word. I think it I think no, that's what happens without this. Oh, I see. I think it like sh- No worries then. You're set. <laughs> I think it shrinks. It sh- it dries, shrinks and shrivels. Ugh. <laughs> no. The old raisin badge. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So does the opposite happen if you're on estrogen? <laughs> Sweet. What's the opposite of atrophy, though? Strong strength makes it Whoa. youthful, Crack strong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, this will be a fun one to follow. <laughs> Stay tuned. I know. So what you missed is that I've become a Nazi about everyone keeping their energy up. And I'm doing really annoying things like in the corner. I'm being like, like making gestures, which I'm realizing the audience doesn't know what I'm talking about to just tell everyone to like kick it up a notch. Yeah. Imagine one of those inflatable things outside of the uh, used car sales place. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> That's Allison. <laughs> exactly. So let's see. We Isn't have- part of our charm that we're chill and relaxed. We're just friends. No. With each other. <laughs> Sorry. I think that is part of your charm. It's not part of my charm. Oh. I haven't figured out what my charm Shouldn't is. Shouldn't all of us then be doing this to you? <laughs> why, why are we on the, the ass end of the yeah, if gesticulation? You, if you see me kind of needing... Oh my God, if you see me needing something, just do that. Thank you. That was helpful. Yet another reason this should be on YouTube because otherwise the audience yeah. won't understand what's going on. Okay, so lots of things to tell you guys about. We have lots planned for this episode. We have You're Just Me or Everyone's. We have an iTunes comment of the week. We have some news, which is an excuse to play our new news jingle. We have all sorts of other jingles. I'm sure we have stuff to talk about, including snacks. We have some Al and Jenna stories. And I want to tell you guys some exciting news, which is Lisa May, um, who was recently let go from the Kevin and Bean show, is going to be coming on my podcast and telling her side of the story. So I know that she has a lot of listeners who've been tweeting both of us and who are like, you guys have to get together. You have sort of similar stories. Um, I, I actually, I can't weigh in on how similar our stories are. What I know is a lot of people were bummed out that we both were let go from our jobs mm-hmm. and we're both females in broadcasting. And I hope she has this kind of energy. That's right. You guys I think are gonna, I'm overdoing it. You guys are going to let them have it. <laughs> I don't know if that's the case or not, but she does want to come on and tell her side of the story. So I am looking forward to that because I know a lot of people have been wanting to hear from her. So yay. Yay. All right. And then also I had an epiphany while we were in Santa Barbara walking around. An epiphany beyond my, wow, what happened to our energy. I was walking around and I was thinking, you know what? I'm done censoring myself. And I know it might be news that I have been censoring myself at all. However, I think this started about exactly a year ago. Um, So everyone heard sort of lead up to the wedding. And then we had the wedding. And in a lot of ways, it was perfect and delightful. And then in some pretty major emotional ways, I was disappointed by some things that happened with my family and by my quote-unquote they call it your team. Like the wedding planner, I thought she dropped the ball in a lot of ways. And that's a lot of shit happened. I don't know if it's possible to have a wedding where you're happy with every aspect of it. I think that the, your expectations get ratcheted up so high. And then it just you end up feeling like a 
a kid at a birthday it party. It always seems like the wedding couple has the worst time. We were talking about that this <laughs> yeah. weekend. We were saying, I wish we could have attended our wedding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know. Are there couples where their their wedding is like the most magical day and oh, it's I'm the best sure day ever? Some, but I think it's all about if you're the kind of type A person who it's loves the couples recollecting things. it ten years later. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You learn to fall in love with the pictures. Jenna, Al, how was it for you guys? Because Al just shot you a look. He did. I'm just looking for your response, Jenna. <laughs> oh, oh, she asked you a question. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, it was a roller coaster ride day. So in the morning, I I cried at one point getting ready over something someone said to me. I did and, that too. Yeah, and then. Um, we got married because we had our wedding earlier and then our party was later. So we had a few hours in between and there was some drama there a little bit, but not too much. Oh, you kind of missed a lot yeah, of things. I probably just skipped yeah. It all. And <laughs> then, um, because well, you guys are separate. That's what happened right. with us. Daniel right. had, had like the time day. of his life. And then that <laughs> right. night when we, when we connected, so chill I was in day. tears and he was like, what happened to you? Right. <laughs> and then at the party, we were so busy talking to everybody who came that we didn't eat anything. And, and then by the time we got up to where we were staying, we were starving. There was nowhere to go. It was yeah. like yeah, that was we the- were so emotionally exhausted by the end of the day and starving yeah. that it was like, oh, my gosh, <sighs> we survived. It was probably the first party, though, that like I didn't actually help clean up. Because like that's always part of like my raising where it was like <laughs> you got to help put the chairs up and do all this stuff. And it was the first time I was like, peace. Good luck with all that. And then we just bailed. That was pretty great. That was kind of yeah. nice. So there were really great moments and then a few low moments. And then at the end, I think I was just, we were just exhausted. Right. So exhausted. It's, yeah. it's overwhelming. Yes. And I think if you're a person who feels things, just the ritual of it and the, the changing of your identity, the mm-hmm. fact that you were your parents' kid and now you're becoming, you're having, you have a new family and maybe you have a new name. I, but I then don't know. also it's, you don't feel different either. Because I kind of expected, like, I'd say the I do's and then Mm -hmm. I'd be a new person. But I was like, I feel exactly the same. That's (laughs) really weird. Yes. (laughs) That's such a good point. I, right. It's this, yeah. It's, it's, I think in, in your core, it kind of rattles your sense of identity, but in terms of your everyday life, less changes than you think it will. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I always feel stupid because I always like, you know, when the, one of my friends gets married and I talk to them the next time, it's like, how's marriage? And the answer is always like, the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So you hear that a lot. You also hear the, we never got to eat a lot. And I feel like when, like, um, well, especially at at the age that I'm at um, and, you know, and being in a relationship, I'm taking these mental notes. Like maybe I can learn from other people's mistakes. Although I'm sure everyone did the same thing. Well, no, I mean, it's like all these like wedding things you can like, you can choose to, uh, to a certain extent, do them differently. I feel like I want, instead of going to everyone's table, I want everyone to come to my table and bring a piece of food. (laughs) Nice. That's smart. I will be full at my wedding. I'll That's be like, smart. man, I just I was so stuffed by table twelve, but it felt rude to turn it away. <laughs> that chicken leg. See, I think part of the bummer for me about some of it is that I also felt like, but we're of the age where we can pick and choose, and we designed this whole thing. I wasn't like your you wedding know, was lovely, by the thank way. You, for thank you, thank you for the you. guests. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I, I know, and that created an even bigger mind fuck for me because I'm like. I know that for everyone who was there, it was this beautiful, magical, romantic, all the things that it's supposed to be. So why do I feel so 
I don't even know. And for me, when I can't even put into words, like the first thing I like to do when I have a feeling is put it into words. I'm just a word person. And then I like to concatenate that feeling as a callback to a week or two mm, ago. Yeah. Um, but if I can't, if I'm yeah, just feeling yeah. something and I can't even put it into words, that for me is is despair. That's when I'm at my worst and that's what I'm despairing is like I don't even know what I'm feeling but I, it just feels bad. So then I came on to the Thursday show and I talked about it and I talked. It wasn't really like this person did this and this person did this. I was really just trying to make sense of it. But in the course of doing that, I talked about some stuff that had happened with my family and they were really hurt and upset that that happened. But so anyway, long story short, I felt like I was just talking about my feelings. They didn't quite see it that way. They were very upset with me. So I made the decision to not talk about it anymore because it's like, I can't, this is causing, and I was unhappy with that decision because I'm like, I am someone who needs to talk about stuff to work through it. I'm someone who needs to write about it. I need to share it on the podcast. I don't feel like it's fair at the same time. Now's not the time to sort through all of that. And, you know, I'm just, this, this is my family and I get, I do get where they're coming from even if I'm not happy about it, so fine. So that began this process of, okay, I'm feeling all these things and normally I would talk about them, but I don't have that option right now, so I'm just going to hold it in and talk about other stuff. And I was surprised at how capable I was of doing that, actually. Um, But I feel like that created the beginning of this kind of schism or fissure or other words that Mm -hmm. are synonyms between... Unconcatenation. Yes, the the deconcatenation of Allison. Ooh, that is like a yeah. lifetime movie. There's mm-hmm. your thesis right there. Right. The yeah. de- is it is it unconcatenated word? No, I don't think either of those are words. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well then then it's just as right slash wrong for me to say deconcatenate. Yeah. Um so anyway, fast forward to beginning of the year, I get fired from the Adam Carolla show. And ever since then, I feel like I've been doing this weird dance in terms of trying to figure out what I want to say. But the truth Mm. is, I have so much I want to say about it, but I'm not giving myself permission to say all of it because suddenly I'm so very aware of... It's like I can imagine the words I'm saying showing up on the internet. I'm I'm aware of what... You can see the pull quote. Yes, I'm aware of how my listeners are regarding things that I say. And with them, I have a lot more, you know, leeway, I think. But then I'm, I'm aware of this, like, vocal minority of hardcore Adam fans who now hate me because of what he said about me. And I can mm. imagine them running with stuff I say. And it's just, it's making me fucking crazy. Right. So I decided <laughs> as I was walking around, excuse me, what am I trying to protect? So I'm just going to say how I feel from Good. now on. <coughs> uh-oh. Uh-oh. Sitting well with you. So good. Choking on the word. <laughs> the refreshing. Are you sure about this, Allison? There was, there was a lot of stuff down in there. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> good Lord. It's not going to be funny I if she we dies lost right her. now. Oh, well. Sorry, folks. That was a giant tease. She was uh, going to well, tell I you. Know. And now she's, <laughs> we've lost her. Oh, no. This is very brave. Uh, okay. I just oh, took out goodness. a life insurance policy. So this is it's, full on. It's, it's sort of bitter. Maybe it's good we didn't start the video this week. Allison, just to narrate, Allison's laughing and coughing and turning beet red from possible asphyxiation. And drinking her drink. 
having some club soda. <laughs> this is the fear, right? Not being able to stop coughing. This is the this fear. Is the fear. Is, I know. We are, we are witnessing it firsthand. I'm facing my fear. <laughs> After you made such a bold, like bold statement, the this feelings is, are out there. I don't know. Oh, You're keeping a brave face. Just keep going. I think it's just coming from within, honey. See what happens when you let your rage out of the bitter little ball inside of you. I know. <laughs> it overtakes me. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Cleansing. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. <laughs> the thing is, since we don't have mute buttons, everything in my face is running right now. <laughs> I am like... It's like when someone's on their way to becoming a werewolf or vampire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's open. There's writhing. There's yes, a lot of, yeah. There's like, I feel shiny. I feel like everything's yeah. dripping. You're, and I can You've bear- got like cat eyes right now. <laughs> bear- what I was going to say is the thing you're supposed to do when you need to cough is get far away from the microphone, which I'm trying to do, but now I'm just coughing straight into the mic. <laughs> I've, yeah, you don't want to censor yourself anymore. That's right. Get right up in there. No more censor. Don't censor your cough. I need to. Someone talk while I lean away and and cough. Get the rest. Of yeah. it like out. there's no tomorrow. Okay, okay go cough. cough. Well, well, while we're on the subject of weddings, I'll share my yeah. story from the past week. Do it. Which is that I attended a wedding attended by Michael Keaton. What? Cool. Wow, Birdman. Mm-hmm. Was That's he like exciting. still talking it about it? Him. I actually have to get up and grab a Kleenex. I'll be back in a second. <laughs> <laughs> so did you? Yeah, what was that I, like? He didn't uh, talk about anything within earshot of me, uh, oh, and darn I it. like I passed him on Damn the it. way back from the uh, from the bar once, and I did Ooh. that thing that I always do when I'm near celebrity, which is I like I kind of make eye contact and then freeze and don't know what I'm supposed to do, <laughs> and then just like awkwardly like skulk past. Right. And my girlfriend did the same thing, and she had a better chance of talking to him. To be fair, because he was he talked to probably like eighty percent of the women at the wedding. I don't want to cast single? aspersions on him, um, but it just that happened to be the case that he there was always a crowd of women around sure. him. Um, and you know there should be. He's he's you know he's the he's Batman. A, he's yeah. the Batman he and uh, and a Best Actor nominee. Um, oh yeah, that. Too. But that wasn't so. I mean, that was a, a observation, I guess. But the story um, that was interesting to me. So he was there. He was at the wedding, and then he was there for like cocktail hour. But he did not stay for dinner and dancing and so forth. So it was like a half attendance. But the reason he was there is that the groom is uh, like best friends with his son the son his son was oh. the best man I, I his, his son did he mention his son at the oscars or at the golden globes at the apparently. golden globes that's we, what it was we did yeah our stalker research afterward yeah and um so there was this so his son was the best man and his son gave the uh the closing speech um uh, you know after the parents and maid of honor and whatever and um there was this like incredible like perceptible shift in the room when michael keaton's son starts giving his best man speech and it was like (laughs) it was like michael keaton got up to give his golden globes thank you speeches i mean that was like the level of sort of like tension and anticipation i mean you could just see everyone kind of like perk up wow and you know i guess you know he was I don't know. I mean, in retrospect, I guess it kind of makes sense. But I mean, Michael Keaton's son, who I understand is like an accomplished songwriter and is like, you know, a 
you know, nice guy and whatever, um, has, has had a good career in the thing that he does, but he's not famous. You know, he's like son, right. of, son of famous. He's not himself directly a celebrity. And he's not even one of these kids that's like been in the limelight, I would say to his credit. But, um, you know, so, I mean, it's not like a celebrity was talking to us. It was like a person, you know, associated and a blood relative of a celebrity was talking, but everyone just like perked up. And he also um, gave, you know, I would say a, a typical best man speech, but not a rousing best man speech. Like it was very like rambling, it wasn't un- unstructured. Um, <laughs> I'm back, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I was not. I was not aroused once. Maybe you know, maybe like half job, like halfway right. through. But no. Um, but so I mean, it was just this like average thing. But like the like attention and like mm-hmm. the um, you know. Like he, at one point he was like, "This is going on for a long time," much like this story is. Um, and he's like, "Should I? Should I end it?" And everyone's like, "No, no, man! It's like we want more." And it's like it was this, seriously this crazy thing. I was like, like "No, look, it's, it's like no, your self awareness is correct. It's telling you the right thing that <laughs> yeah. you're kind of going on too long. You should get to your point and wrap it up." Yeah. And, but it, that's not, and that's what it, you know. I mean, no one would have said that, but like with any other speech, it just would have been awkward silence, and then you know the best man would have kind of read that and responded. <laughs> But he was like, you know, so he was getting basically like full-fledged star treatment despite being, you know, just like star progeny. And I never directly witnessed that, that like mm-hmm. that, that it just transfers. If Michael Keaton hadn't been there, that's what I was going to ask. He wasn't there for that, though. He had left oh. earlier. So it wasn't like people were trying right. to like so impress maybe he was Michael the with their listening abilities. Yeah, impress him with their attention. Yeah. It was just that I think you I, and, and I asked so myself this, like, I think it was almost stronger because he wasn't there because it was like. That was the closest connection that we were left with. Right. Or maybe like, or maybe it's like, I like you not because Michael's here, but because I like you. Oh, like they're overcompensating? So I'm going to listen to you even more than if Michael was here. <laughs> but now, why did he leave? He's a famous guy. guy. Yeah, another you know famous, famous, famous people, traffic. Famous people Crimes know when to off. leave. <laughs> yeah. Have you noticed that? Famous people know when to leave. And it's usually in the middle of a wedding? It's before the... Um, the charity auction begins, <laughs> and it's before the dancing begins. Yeah, if I were Michael Keaton, I think I would have left then. I mean, it's like, you know, if you're Michael Keaton, you can have better dinners than like a wedding, you know, like set menu. And then it's like you've kind of, I you don't know. showed it, up. They it, can it, say Michael Keaton yeah, was you, at their you've wedding. like met the people yeah. that might have been interesting to meet at that. You know, you're not going to like, if you're on the dance floor, like doesn't that get weird of people like being drunk and trying to dance up on you and take selfies and stuff like that's, yeah, that, that's when the weird yeah. stuff is going to happen right people were very like polite and you know not making a big deal of it during the cocktail hour but eventually that restraint would have faded right were you oh do you want to go ahead um yeah just real fast yeah when we went to scott carter's play yeah uh, so scott carter is the producer of uh Real time with Bill Maher, and he was a guest on my show, and yes. he wrote this play that was really good, and he was doing it at the Geffen Playhouse. And afterwards, he had this thing called a talk back where he'd invite someone up on stage, and you kind of talk about some of the themes of the play. So I was the the person who was doing the talk back for this night, yes. and I looked around during you know before because he introduced me before it started. I looked around, and Laura Prepon is it Prepon or Prepon? I don't know. I don't know. I always say Prepon, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say Prepon then. Yeah. I feel like that's right. There's another one. This is a real Charlize Theron Theron thing. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, she was there. But speaking of famous people leaving. She took off. She took off before I hit the stage. Yeah. I mean, she's probably kicking herself, but. Yeah, I'm sure she is. (laughs) (laughs) If, If she knows who I am. 
Yeah, that was disappointing. She should come to the podcast and yes, and let out that regret. She shouldn't, you know, censor Don't, herself. Definitely, no. You know why? If you do that, because then you'll start coughing and never, ever, ever stop. Yeah. I still can't believe that happened. That was Jenna, so you much had drama. Well, I was just going to say, what was he like in person? Did he have that sort of like? celebrity it factor presence because I have found that when I was working at Daily Show most of the celebrities that I met I was sort of like okay you're just like a normal Mm -hmm. person you're not really all that exciting but then the only celebrity who like walked in the room and I felt like okay I kind of get your thing I get that you why all the women in the world are in love with you was Brad Pitt I felt like he had this like presence you know that was different you know who does in my experience who Johnny Depp Interesting. And Robert Downey Jr. I could hear that with a little more energy. (laughs) (laughs) Johnny Depp and Robert Downey Jr. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Okay. (laughs) I feel like you're taking my note and you're purposefully distorting it. Being sarcastic. I'm not saying I could hear that with a little more smarm. (sighs) I'm just saying. But that tension's really bringing some energy. Use that. (laughs) Good Lord. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, like you're more excited about Robert Downey Jr. and Brad Pitt. I'm not going to lie to the people. I'm moderately That's excited about That's what performing is. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, you guys. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, a lot of uh, celebrities are exactly as you say, but some, some really are that. rock stars. And right. in my experience... <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, Johnny Depp really has an aura. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about an odor either, although he does <laughs> smell kind of hippie-ish. I seems didn't like even he would know smell. you met him. It seems like yeah. he would smell him. Yeah, right? he has yeah. He's, he, is, he is very Johnny Depp. Like, Johnny Depp is every bit as Johnny Depp as you would hope Johnny Depp to be. When, when, where? A long time ago. A friend of mine worked at uh, New Line, and we were uh, doing a press junket with him. Okay. But uh, Robert Downey Jr., you were there. I did. I saw him with and my eyes. And he is... It's like, and I think it was maybe because of the event, it was a charity event, but he was, he, he got, the guy is so smooth and he is such, he's, he plays the role of Robert Downey Jr., like who you think he is. And he seems to love being that. Yeah. I don't, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, how some people totally. you get the sense it's like, oh, fame. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but it's like, I, I think he's just really genuinely happy to be successful and, and known again. Like, that's awesome. I, that's the sense I get. Yeah. That was kind of like with Brad Pitt. It was like, like when he turned his head to look at you, it was in slow motion. Like, you're yeah. like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, it was that moment of like, and then like a sparkle in his eye kind of, you know, had that little flinter flicker. Right. Yeah. And it was like, wow, I get it. You yeah. know who I think is like that? And I can see Bill it. Clinton. Yes. Yes. That's yes. who I was going to say. Yes. Did you ever meet him? Yes. And he was as charismatic as you could possibly imagine. He shook my hand, looked me in the eyes, and I was like, I get it. You get yeah. it. I totally get it. forever. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, that see with someone like him, it makes sense because he's not on the face of it that attractive. But the fact that he apparently has his a, choice yeah, of women, seriously, he's got the power, all the, the power, all, well, and the he's just also charisma. politicians have to be more like directly with the people. Like like celebrities, are, their like interaction with an audience is typically mitigated by you know a, a camera or you know some or. Uh, you know, recording equipment or whatever, some type of technology. It's not like they're like interacting directly, but a politician, I mean, it's like you're getting so many reps of like how to charm the people. That's basically your job Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. 
So I, I could see that with a lot of politicians, like even politicians that don't seem charismatic on TV, like John Boehner, you know, like, I, <laughs> yeah. like I bet at a, I bet at a rally, like you'd, you'd come away, you'd be like John Boehner. I get yeah, it. It's like, mm. I'm surprising. I charismatic. shook McConnell's hand and I felt like I was the only person who existed. <laughs> right. It was so interested in me. Ted Cruz looked me right in the yeah. eyes, shook my hand with both hands. <laughs> Did you ever meet Hugh Grant? Yes, but What's just he like? like he walked past me. Um, I have to say he was really not excited about where he was mm. at that moment. Wasn't he the least favorite guest on The Daily Show? Didn't John Stewart say Did that? Did he say that? Because I, I remember how it was pretty bad. I I'm, was there and I'm it was sure. pretty bad. Well, the only way you would know that, I think, would be from having heard it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I want to make sure I'm not revealing like insider information here, but I think that I've heard that. I don't think I said that to you. Okay, yeah. then, yeah. yeah I, I, don't think think, that. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Although it is ringing sort of a bell that maybe I knew something about him being... It rings sort of a bell for me, too. Yeah. Regardless of whether it does or not, I remember... <laughs> I do remember, like, one... I don't know if he's done many, uh, or if he's been on The Daily Show more than once, but I remember one interview he did, and it just... The tension seemed apparent during yeah. the interview that, like something weird was happening with yeah. John Stewart or they had like just had an awkward conversation. But I love him in Notting Hill. Yeah. Well, He's got those puppy dog eyes. It's a special movie. Yeah. It is. Maybe I'll just love his character whose name I forget. Uh, me too. It's been a oh while God. since I've seen that one. All this Notting Hill talk is making me so hungry. Life is hectic. Sometimes it's hard to make the best snacking choices, especially when you're hungry and looking for a quick pick-me-up. Do what I do. Get delicious and healthy snack options at naturebox.com. With over 100 nutritionists, excuse me, over 100 nutritionist-approved snacks, NatureBox has something for everyone, all with zero artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners, zero grams trans fats, and no high-fructose corn syrup. You'll even find snacks with the bold flavors you crave without any artificial nonsense in them. So in the afternoon, do what I do and grab something like sriracha roasted cashews or pistachio power clusters, Big Island pineapple. They're all so good. And I want to give you guys the chance to try NatureBox for free with a trial box featuring five of their most popular snacks. That's right, free snacks. Start your free trial today by going to naturebox.com slash Allison. Again, get your free trial box by going to naturebox.com slash Allison. Okay, trying to figure out what we should do. So many things to talk about. I made my big bold, I'm not going to censor myself anymore, and then I choked, and then I couldn't catch my breath, and then you guys had to take over. Initially, I did have more things I want to say, but I almost feel like maybe that's a sign, and maybe the show has just moved in a different direction, and I can, excuse me, I'm still suffering from what happened earlier and i can just return to it someday i will you can tell the rest of your side of that story after your guest tells her side of the story who's oh right lisa, lisa may yes yeah. i could i will um, just say for allison watchers it's been quite a week of finding t- well of people tweeting me telling me hey you were on they mentioned you on this they mentioned you on this they mentioned you on this there's a story about adam in the rap that mentioned me there i was mentioned on howard stern i was mentioned on the howard stern wrap-up show um i'm in road hard which is nice road hard opened on friday and people are like are you still in there yeah um, yes i am it's a very tiny part but that's there so um, and they joked on howard about whether you watched it you did <laughs> of course i did i was in it <laughs> and i went to see yeah. it yeah so, uh, anyway, I don't know. The Howard Stern interview, when Howard and Robin asked him about me, you could tell he was like, ugh. Yeah, <laughs> like, so, like, why? And that's the thing. <laughs> is like, I think that 
it really was surprising to him that people were so outraged that I was removed from the show. And I think that he would like to operate in a world where he can just make a decision that affects other people and it doesn't matter because he's unaware that other people are affected. Yeah. Is that making sense what I'm saying? I think or perhaps yeah. more simply where he's the only one who matters. Yeah. yeah. I I just <laughs> think he never and this is you know this is my feeling about it but I don't think he um understood or thought about the relationship that the audience had with you. Right. And um so when he was doing the calculation about getting rid of you it just didn't I don't think it factored in to the that people would care that much. Yeah, he didn't well, value like you enough. Well, someone playing with right. Barbies, and they're like, I'm tired of this one. I'm going to toss it over here. And it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. The other Barbies don't care. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, we're actually human beings who exist from day to day. But also, there's a relationship that people have with uh, radio or you know, talk radio, the personalities, especially on a daily thing. And you were just as much a part of their, the lives of the people who listen every day as he. You know, maybe he's more because he's uh, his show. But I mean, you... you to just say, okay, she's gone. I mean, that's kind of traumatic if it's a part of your life, you know? If you thought that there was a closeness between the people, right. which is sort of what the relationship was predicated on and how that whole thing works. I don't know. Yeah. I, I did find it chilling to hear him talk about me because it's like what I hear when he talks about me is this sense of like, oh, I'm dead to him. Like mm-hmm. he's so over this. It's just yeah. weird to think I sat next to him for four years and I just had no idea... Yeah. That that's how he felt about me. And when I look back on it, I think, well, maybe there were signs here and there. Let me rephrase. This is what I think. It's sort of like you're in a house and you're like, I, do I smell something burning? No. For four mm. years, you wonder if you smell something burning. And then one day the house goes up in flames. And you're like, oh, I shouldn't have ignored all those signs. I mean, all the signs of his ability to be ruthless which i think was dr drew's word in the way he handles things we're all there but i just wanted to think he was a good guy and that there was a heart in there um and that he's just you know i chalked everything up to oh he's just socially awkward or he's just this or he's just that um but the and the truth is no one feels close to him. There's not a lot yeah. of... You, it's hard to have closeness and warmth. So the fact that I found that lacking with us, I thought, you know... I, and I spent countless hours with him. You'd think that there would... It, anyone else, having spent that much time with them, I would have much more of a closeness with them. So I figured that's just how he is. But now I look back and I'm like, or he really intensely disliked me. I don't know. What I do mm. know is... I'm finding out all his thoughts and feelings about it, just like the audience is. Like, I had no idea right. he felt this way about so many things. I had no idea he felt that it wasn't working out. And I'm a very approachable, easy-to-talk-to person. So if he had wanted to make any modifications, he could have done that. He didn't. That was his choice. And, and I think that's because that was his choice. He didn't want to. He just wanted to make a change. Which again, and I repeat, it's fine. He can do that. The way he handled it was shitty. Yes, it was awful. Yeah. My favorite part of that revelation was the uh, knowledge that we're going to get to listen to his um, his segment about how close everyone feels to him <laughs> sometime within the next week and how awkward that's going to come across. It's going to be beautiful. I don't listen to his podcast, but I'm sure someone will pass along how that segment goes. 
Wait, what do you... So oh, oh, oh saying, you mean in response to this? Because you said that no one feels close to him, so the natural response oh. is going to be like he's going he's to bring everyone in and be like, tell me how close you feel. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, right now. That's kind of, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what he did. You know, the versions of the story, there's, there's so many different ones. It's hard, to, and there's so many inconsistencies in them, but the big one that... Um, it was kind of jaw dropping was, you know, he spent all this time talking about all these reasons that I got canned, which it was, you know, I addressed a few of them. I didn't address the lesser ones because at a certain point I was like, I don't want to like, I feel petty even talking about it, but everything he said was not true. Or it was a, or it was a, an interpretation that was false. False. It was a false um, interpretation of your motivations. Right. Yeah. Well, he already did the thing where it was like, uh, like you said, or someone said, like that he had pressured some people to, you know, not appear with you or whatever. And then, and then on his uh, podcast, he was like, he, he brought them all. He was like, it's like you don't feel pressured, do you? Do you feel <laughs> yeah. pressured? Do you feel pressured? Let us know if you feel pressured. <laughs> they were told they are not allowed to appear on my. They're they were threatened if they appear yeah. on my show anymore. I mean, it wasn't just like don't do this. It was. Actually, I don't know. I only I heard from three different people close to the situation uh, that they received a strongly worded email and that they were threatened. Their jobs were threatened. I don't actually know what was in that email. Well, these so anonymous sources. <laughs> so we, right. so all you got is anonymous sources. You know what those are worth. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on, everyone. Just disregard that Allison said that. Everyone. Right. But so in in that show where he went into all these details, he did make a whole bunch of people get on the mic and tell him how right he was. It was right. so But awful. there are people who are like, but that means it's true. It's like, don't you understand the dynamic that's happening it's there? Like, I'm you talk- just saw a beloved co-worker right. get fired out of the blue. That puts like, me for instance, not for instance right now, Allison has cattle prods against all of our <laughs> right. jugulars. I'm so energy. scared right now. And but it was like if we, if we do not back up her version of accounts, <laughs> she's made very clear None of us is leaving this apartment. Right. It was like 45 minutes of him saying, "You, the, Allison didn't support me. Now, guys, right. am I right? right. <laughs> and they're like, uh. But now, but now the story is he doesn't even need that much from a sidekick. He doesn't really want that much from a sidekick. And yeah. I, Howard Stern oh was gosh. like, I heard that, you know, something like you say that she wasn't that into you. He's like, she didn't even need to be that into me. It's like, I feel like that's kind of exactly what you laid out was the problem. That's Yeah. But the thing is, he was, there's so many things that happened that he was like, aha, science is not into me, science is not into me, science is not into me, which is not true. Like this idea that I wasn't prepared for the show in Chicago where he asked us to come up with stuff. I was prepared. He says, sorry, I don't mean to get carried away. (laughs) He says that he said to Brian and me, do you guys have anything? And I said, nope. And, but, and didn't have anything <laughs> written down on any right. napkins. I always or had a list of things to go to. I always had, um, what's that? Oh, I just, <laughs> I think that we should move on. Yes. You're probably right. See, this is why I don't like to talk about it. Yeah. But I don't want to censor you, but no, you're there's right. lots of other wonderful segments I know. on the show. See, this is, I should go back. You know what? I just had a new epiphany. <laughs> I am going to censor myself. (laughs) (laughs) This brings us all right back, though, into my this. You can all send me your uh, your hate tweets to my Twitter that I never read. (laughs) No, you're (laughs) right. About Allison censoring. You're right. You're totally right. 
this is this is the dance that I do of like wanting to explain but also I think, feeling like I don't want to talk about it. I think it's really hard to have had somebody with a, an audience the size that he has get on that, you know, get in front of that audience and tell them a bunch of stuff that you know is false or you know, you know, you have another side to and then just say nothing and then have to watch as these people turn on you yeah. and repeat this narrative that just feels so unfair and then continually just bite your tongue and say right, nothing. Right, because it's the narrative really, really now is that I, I never contributed, where it's like, oh my gosh. the narrative yeah. during the four years was that I contributed too much. Yeah, like so. they were always like, ah, she talks too much, she talks too much, and now it's like, yeah, she just sat there like a lump and never said anything. And it's like, what? Yeah, well, but the good news is, you know, many of those people are still listening and everyone who has listened knows what happened. So, you know. You're right. You're right. <laughs> All right. Should we do an iTunes comment? Wait, no, no, no. Actually, you pointing to your watch reminded me of something. Not that that happened before or anything. It reminded me <laughs> of something that happened earlier today while I was watching an iWatch commercial. Cause, the Apple Watch? Yes, the Apple. That's what it's called, right? Mm-hmm. The Apple Watch. It dawned on me. Maybe I do want one. Because I have not understood. <laughs> the commercial... They are so good at marketing. The commercial they are, but makes you want one. Really? I don't. I, I mean, I still think I don't, but I'm just saying I began to. You get are a it. watch wearer. I am a watch. I do. Yeah, I'm not wearing one now. I think but they're I am pretty one. neat. I, I'll get one eventually, but I don't want the first generation because you know the first generation mm-hmm. of all these devices is always like lacks. Um, you know, some sort of. But the first generation is the collectible. If you had the first generation iPod, know. I yeah, iPod right now. I don't know how much it'd be worth, but I. I feel like it'd be worth Nothing, like twenty bucks. Right? Oh, actually, they the pay a lot for them. Really? I've got one of those. Uh, it's not. A th- it's like a fifth generation, hundred and twenty gig, and they're selling for like five hundred bucks on eBay. Why have we not sold it? Because people use them. People use <laughs> them for sorry. like uh, to store all their music and everything. Can we yeah, talk for totally a second about, about Al's collection of iPhones that he's got going on over here? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Is, is one of these your burner? I mean, yeah. What's yeah, going you on? Know, you never know when you're going to have to leave the country and uh, get get it done. No, one's a work phone. One's a personal phone. So, that's right. So I always carry multiple phones. Yeah, that he way wants I can the know. Watch, though. He definitely wants it. On. He told do me you, yesterday. Do you ever accidentally butt dial yourself? Uh, <laughs> you know, I never load the other phones into each other. Yeah, oh, smart. I always smart yeah, I keep it very separate. Phones. That way, I know, like, based on the number of vibrations, I know what's what's going on in my pocket. <laughs> if that makes any sense. So I can know without even looking, like you know oh, what all the vibrations are in your pocket. Yeah, exactly. That's that's like my personal, or that's oh, that's a work thing. I better answer that. So right, if it's personal, I can just ignore it. <laughs> but if it's a work thing, I better answer. <laughs> exactly. Like it's probably Jenna just tweeting at me or something. Probably. No, that's true. I get, I answer those first. Definitely. Uh-huh. So anyway, that's what. Yeah. yeah. Here's what I want to know with the Apple Watch: How do you text on it with just one finger? Or one hand. You have to do voice. Oh, so you can either oh, so speak like to it, nerd, or like, you can do a voice uh, message. Hello. Uh, <laughs> you can draw pictures. Yeah. Well, we all watched he Inspector wants the Gadget. Heart rate thing. We all watched know, Inspector Gadget's kid, and then you can be all like talking into your watch, just like Inspector Gadget. But the Gadget. things that most people write in text are exactly the opposite of things that they want to say out loud. So <laughs> right. I feel like that's a curious design decision by Apple. I, my yeah. mom ta- says all of her text messages because she refuses to learn how to t- 
text on an iPhone. She says it's too hard. So all she does is walk around talking into her iPhone <laughs> and it's like, hey, period, going to the store <laughs> later, period. Do you need anything? Question mark. And so much she does it so much that my nephew, who's like three, thinks that's how you text and has like a fake phone and walks around like, hey, mom, period. <laughs> but his punctuation must be awesome. His, his English teachers must be like, he is two He's grades ahead of his, his like semicolon. Yeah. Wow, how does he know to use that? My buddy Frank, uh, when his wife is doing voice texting, he sneaks up behind her and then as she's getting done, he, he yells over her shoulder, <laughs> exclamation point. And it picks uh, it up. And then she has, awesome. goes, oh, and she has to go in and delete it. That's awesome. Do you guys do that thing? where I've tried it a couple times. Um, I find it easier just to not talk into the phone. I do it when I'm driving, but other than that. Yeah, if I'm yeah. driving and there's like a note that I need to take, um, I might open the notes app and do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll do that because it goes through the Bluetooth so I can respond. Yeah. And I, it'll read the text messages to me so oh. I don't have to like look anything up. How do you get it to read your text messages? Uh, you just use Siri and you just hit the voice command and then say like, Siri, read read the text message from Jenna. And then it'll say text message from Jenna and then pff, say it all out. Oh, Siri. Yeah. Let me tell you, when you're doing so that I in write a Prius, really like exciting messages. <laughs> They're like, who's that sexy guy over there in that Prius <laughs> with two phones? Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, I'm so busy. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> My life is my life is great. So, <laughs> let's do iTunes comment of the week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. All right. The headline is awesome as usual from Tammy Klaus. I love listening when I'm relaxing, working, or even cooking for my family. Now, cooking is in quotes. Let's talk about that in a second. You are a reminder of me pre-baby. Love my dogs like they are my children. Even after my daughter was born, still treat them the same. Thank you so much, Tammy Klaus, for your super nice iTunes comment. I totally appreciate that. And I like the idea that we'll still treat Wendy the same if we have a kid. Because most people are like, oh, you, your dog's your baby now. But just wait. When you have kids, your dog will turn back into a dog. No, <laughs> nice. I don't think so. Wendy got a microphone this week. <laughs> she has such a deep part. I know. <laughs> I don't think, I mean, I've actually, do people really say that, that they treat their dogs differently? Yes. After? They say yeah. that yeah. like your dog's your baby really? now. Baby dogs a dog. dog. Yeah. Huh. Weird. I don't think so. My brother had two pugs when they had their first baby and I don't think that changed much for them, but the pugs were ticked off when the baby came home, like really, really mad. Yeah. To the point where they would get up on the bed every day and both of them would poop and pee on their oh, bed. Oh, no. It's like punishment. Yeah. Like, who did you, what have you done? <laughs> You've ruined everything. Yeah. That's actually my big concern is just how she'll react. I know. I don't think she's going to be thrilled. Mm-mm. Given yeah. that she's very sensitively wired, I'd say. <laughs> Her she, new thing is that she barks when I'm on the phone. In fact... Ooh, I bet I... Well, we're all talking now. I wonder if I can get her to do it. I, I could probably get her to do it. Hello? How's it going? Hi. Hello? Oh, she's not... She is reacting, but she's not barking. <laughs> Wendy? Yeah, so wow. first I thought she was hearing the other side of the conversation with her super keen dog hearing, and that's why she was barking nonstop, and it was making it impossible for me to have a conversation. <laughs> oh but then I tried just holding the phone up to me and just talking, and then she still did it. What? Energy. 
So then lying. I tried just talking yeah. into the phone. Better. And then I tried without the phone. And I think it's just that she thinks I'm talking to someone in the room and she can't see that person. But now we're all talking. So it's not Or she's work. like, no, no, no. No talking to anybody else. It's just <laughs> you and me. And that's it. I think that's what it is. So I, I don't know how she's going to feel about a Attention's a big thing. My girlfriend's dog is like definitely will interrupt or act out when she's not getting attention. She's what does she do? An attention hog. I mean, like barks, uh, you know, runs up and like nuzzles or like, uh, she knows that she's not supposed to jump up on things. So she won't jump all the way up, but she'll put her, you know, front paws up or she'll like paw at your leg. I mean, just whatever. She'll just run crazily back and forth. Just right, anything, to get your anything to inject herself into the proceedings. What's her name? Brady. Brady. That's um. That's a. It's an unusual that's dog. That's a good yeah. dog name. I, I like it. I had a dog. Oh, name. I'm not passing judgment. <laughs> oh no! no, no I'm <laughs> Creating a scene over here. This yeah. is like. This is I'm a, sorry. This is the beginning of a scary movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the stew. Theater, theater of the doll? mind. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> now, Tammy says so. I love listening when I'm relaxing, working out, or even quote-unquote cooking for my family. And I'm just wondering, the quotes around cooking, does that mean she cooks like we do with the microwave? Yeah, she's heating up something. Right. Sounds about right. I feel like that should be considered cooking. I mean, technically, right? It's yeah. cooking something. You're going to eat it afterwards. So. That's right. It's just warming. I baked these pizza rolls for you. Please enjoy. <laughs> That's... That was dinner Equal, once huh? when yeah. Al, Al said he would take care of dinner and yeah. he handed me a like, plate of pizza rolls. It's this or toast. <laughs> Your choice. I took it. So it worked out. There you go. Well, thank you so much for your nice iTunes comment. If you guys would like to be an iTunes comment of the week, leave us a nice comment. Click five stars and uh, maybe you'll be our iTunes comment of the week. Okay. So Jenna and Al. Yeah. I know that uh, you went to a Glee Club concert. Yes. So on Friday night, some friends of ours, their daughter is in the um, Burroughs High School, which is one of the Burbank High Schools in their show choir. But apparently this is the high school that Glee the show was based on because their program is so insane. And it really is. I feel like every high school says that. Just the way they every, probably do. Every frat guy goes, "My frat, we were the Delta House of the of yeah. our college." <laughs> right, right. Probably they probably do. But this truly was um, pretty intense. First of all, just the program alone must have cost like thirty-seven dollars to print. It was like high quality, all glossy color, wow, pictures, huge. There were a f- different, there were different show choirs in the show, but each one of them had a theme, and there was a professional band that played all of their music. Jeez. And like it was just like a Vegas show. It was like when you look in the back of Cirque du Soleil and you see like a full band <laughs> playing. That's what was on stage. Yes, wow. Yeah, they had everything. It was. It was crazy. Is this a private school? No, no, it's public. Public Where school in Burbank. Well, it it's must like cost... everybody works in the industry or something. So it's like I'll donate yeah. the lights. Yeah, there's intelligent lighting. Oh, there's yeah. all this intense production. Yeah. It costs twenty dollars for one ticket. Wow. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it in my whole life. And I mean, we were warned like this is different <laughs> than most high school show choirs that you're going to go see. But it was still like almost too almost too much. 
my goodness. I, I almost was like, is this unfair? But I mean, for in the Burbank, rest of high school, in Burbank, like they're it. actually trying out. I mean, they might get roles from this. This is not just oh, and some it was normal like, high school. You know how in the program, parents can buy a page or something and dedicate yes. it to their child. And it, it had there were pages dedicated to like their son, and there were like a thousand pictures of him singing and dancing oh on stage, and like yeah. this is what you were meant to do, son. We're so <laughs> happy for you. And you're like, but this is high school. You're not even like. A grown person yet you still have so much to learn what is happening and the pride like at my high school there was such shame around oh, the singers yes. yeah. it was yes. like such a shameful thing to do you know <laughs> yes it was not cool yeah you, no. you, you yeah no. were you yeah. in glee club or anything no like that? i actually was in a singing group outside of my high school because i was like <laughs> clearly i can do better what, what was the name of that group um, it was called Two Extreme. No, Extreme. Extreme. <laughs> extreme oh. with the and <laughs> With the arms crossing. Yeah. yeah, well, it's like all, you know, you got a pose. Sassy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we sang pop music and... <laughs> pop music? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Like P.O.T.? No, like pop. Oh. Yeah, pop music. Where? Now, first you said Two Malls? Extreme. Did you consider that as a name? <laughs> well, and that was too like ex- Two Extreme too of a name for Extreme? was the younger group that I, I graduated from to, to <gasps> Like the Brownies and Girl Scouts. Extreme, yes, exactly. <laughs> what was, was there one that was even younger? Like little uh, There may have been, but I don't, I started in high school, so I was. Was the younger past. group more extreme? They were like the younger one was just boisterous, but it wasn't extreme. <laughs> it was extremely not as good. Yeah, yeah, they'll get there. So yeah, we sang in malls and places like that, just like Tiffany. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Would you learn hip hop moves? Would the, yes. the songs nice? Oh my gosh! Would you wear overalls? There are uh, videos. Yeah. There's there are videos. Bright colored There's t-shirts. one video where I'm in like um, sweat, baby blue sweatpants with the stripes down the side of the leg. Remember those? Mm-hmm. And then like the kind of platform tennis shoes. And I had one pant leg rolled up. Oh. And then just a plain t-shirt and oh, a visor worn on the side. That, that's pretty extreme. Thank you. Yeah. I nailed it. Nice. Yeah. It was. I sang a Christine Aguilar song. It was pretty. Oh crazy and then you went on to do that at lagoon right (laughs) it all prepped me i know for that summer at lagoon daniel (laughs) sings some songs Mm -hmm. what are we talking about (laughs) (laughs) when were you in a group i was that's not what what i was talking about Uh, about (laughs) but tell them about the group you were in um when i was uh, great glad this came up (laughs) uh when i was a um, let's see, between the ages of 10 and 13, uh, I was in the Tucson Boys Choir, which is a kind of a group of... Pride of Tucson. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, well, they toured the world? We did, yeah. They were on we Good Morning America? Mm-hmm. They wore tiny we were the, Western outfits we were the and did Vienna Boys stuff? Choir of serious? Tucson. That's, we were. We hosted the Vienna Boys Choir when they came to town. We were the Ambassadors and Levi's. <laughs> <laughs> and we would sing like Southwest songs and do rope tricks. And did you sing that song from Newsies? No, Newsies kind of came out after uh, oh, I was yeah. in it. Yeah. <laughs> what is a Southwest song? You know, like uh, Tumble and Tumbleweeds, or oh, <laughs> you know, like that, uh, like that song, Ghost yeah. Riders in the Sky. You know those songs, the Sons of the Pioneers songs. Okay. Yeah, Southwest <laughs> is it's a little different than country. Man. Um, you know, Cool Water. Do you have any like this of this recorded or videos? Oh yeah, sure, or? yeah. Uh, my mom right. has all that stuff. All right, we can convert this to YouTube. Oh, <laughs> it was it was like it was a great experience. I enjoyed it, but I got so much shit at school <laughs> for it. So I still have a lot of uh, feelings of um, 
I don't know, mixed feelings. I really thought you were going to say, I got so much trim off being in that group. (laughs) You know what's crazy? We, we, what's going on over there? She's attacking the the photo frame cardboard. So I'll just insult her. her We're having a Wendy moment. I, uh, Wendy moment. Yeah. You just did this as a, as like a young teen. Yeah. Well, I started when I was like nine. Or eight? No, I started with eight in the beginning choir, and then I moved up to the touring choir when I was ten. And wow! Then we would go on. I would go on tours every year for like three months at a time. We oh would travel. We would travel the country. We went to China and Japan, and yeah, it was kind of crazy. We were like rock stars in China. Yeah, like, but that's kind of you want to look back and be like, kids are stupid because like you went yeah. to like to other countries. That's like kind of a cool experience. I think. Yeah, it's not really appreciated by other 12-year-olds. No, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not. Whatever, why would you go to China? <laughs> yeah. What's yeah. the point of that? Yeah, yeah no, no. It's more like, you know, p- fucking pussy, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> um, so it was delightful. But, uh, oh, you man. know, when we were in China, they were... I remember we were performing in Beijing at the university, and they were, like, trying to break the doors down to get to us. They were literally having a riot wow. outside the thing. <laughs> and... Um, you know, we caused traffic jams when we would go to, you know, because we're sponsored by the government and we would tour things and and people would get out of their cars in the middle of the road just to look at us because we were these like little blonde and redheaded kids they'd never seen. Wow. It's pretty crazy. Wow. Yeah. See, you probably evoked with the like Southwestern, the rope thing, like yeah. just the right like <laughs> cultural image that so many countries <laughs> yeah. want to have of the U.S. Because <laughs> honestly, like, I, you know, yeah. um, when I traveled abroad in Germany, like if you talk to Germans, they're like, obsessed with cowboy culture oh, and yeah. they want to think that we all wear like 10 gallon hats yeah and we wear boots, boots and everything sure and they like they just they think that that's kind of <laughs> like part and parcel of the american experience and that's they love i mean it. i think they know that that's not totally normal but they it's like they want to believe that it's more normal like maybe we want to think that they're all in later hosen or something well you're right th- though like everyone wants to or that in that mindset everyone wants to think that the people from the country look like they're the versions of them in the small world yeah, <laughs> oh, right. that's true, right. isn't it? Yeah, it is yeah. true. Yeah. Um, uh, for, oh, the the song that w- that they loved the most, and this was like the biggest hit in China, and we had to sing it everywhere. Was Jingle Bells? What? Yeah. Was it's it amazing. Christmas? <laughs> no, it's crazy. It was just a bizarre experience. But anyway, that's not what you were talking about. Well, so now that we know your song pedigree, mm. you should tell them about the songs that you've created lately. Well, now. This is more your interest than mine. What does that mean? Well, I don't remember my songs. I just I I will sing things and then you will <laughs> point them out. I've had one stuck in my head for two weeks. Okay, we set the scene because I don't really remember. I was you were at the freezer, <laughs> and I needed to get past you. Yeah. So I slapped your butt. Yes. And I made up a song. Yes. Uh, called uh, what was it? Touch the touch tushy. the tushy. <laughs> <laughs> More of a chant. Like yeah. some of my songs are more just Watch out. Cheers. This will get stuck in your head and then you'll want to gouge Let's your eyes. It was uh, touch the tushy, touch, touch the tushy, tushy, touch the tushy, touch, touch the tushy, tushy, touch the tushy. And you touch were just it. standing there. It was more like move your ass, move, move your butt. <laughs> but you were just standing there enjoying the song. Maybe my... Te- my uh, this you. is the first I'm hearing that whole thing was for me to move. <laughs> 
what do you, you think I was doing? <laughs> I was she just wa- what, you once, just wanted to slap her butt, Trap right? Once Trapdog gets done with the production, I, I mean, do believe it's the prob- going straight on radio. I think the problem is with the messenger. I should have said, "Move the tushy, yeah. move, move the tushy." Touch just made me think. Okay, You're like, oh, just, hey. yeah, I, hey. I, I get it. I see it now. I'm able to take a step back and, and see the problem. Well, then Wendy jumped up and you're like, oh, she's getting into it. And I thought we were just having a weird We were having song everybody moment. touch the tushy <laughs> I didn't realize. Yeah, uh-huh. All right. And then also there's Sorry Charlie, which you know This one I don't remember, though. I know. Yeah. Not at all? Sorry. So, uh, no. I, I really don't. So, yeah. It's like, Sorry Charlie. Sorry, sorry Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. yeah I don't and know. then there's the one to the haters. Um. Yeah, so the the song for my haters is uh, eat a big old bag of dicks, eat a big old bag of dicks, eat a bag of eat a bag of eat a bag of dicks. Hey, <laughs> you can eat a big old bag of dicks, eat a big old bag of dicks, eat a big old bag of dicks, eat a bag of dicks. Eat a, and it just goes on like that forever. You gotta do the big uh, end though. Eat a bag of eat a bag of eat a bag of dicks. Hey, yeah, the hey I feel like. <laughs> yeah, hey. I we might have a second ringtone. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we already have something that covers that. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> Ooh, that was borderline harmonizing on that. See, I got skills. Uh, mm. Nice. We'll okay. let the audience decide. Ugh. All right, let's do Just Me or Everyone. But first, I want to tell you guys about Bomba Socks. So remember on a recent show, we were talking all sorts of stuff about socks and now I want to tell you guys about some socks that I love. Um, and I don't know if you guys heard the episode I did with Duncan Trussell a while ago, but he was talking about having just replaced all of his old socks with new socks. And it was like, I don't know where he read it. I don't know if it was on Lifehacker or on Reddit or like something that's like, here are little things you can do to put a spring in your step or to just sort of turn things around. Um, I think it's okay that she's... You, you, is I that, don't think they can Is the mic that. picking that up or no? Oh, Wendy's making some noise in the background. Anyway, though, Duncan Trussell was talking about how just replacing your socks is like a small thing you can do that makes you feel so good. Uh, And I think he's right, because I know that when I open my drawer and I see a bunch of new socks, I'm pretty excited. Um, But let's face it, socks haven't changed that much since they were invented. They fall down, they wear out. There's always that toe seam that's never in the right place. But my new sponsor, Bombas, has changed all of that. They dedicated two years to engineer socks that stay up, last forever, and feel amazing on your feet. I am wearing them right now, and I'm going to stick my foot up in the air. Oh, I think I just threw my back out, but I'm wearing them and they are super duper comfy and they have special honeycomb stitching that hugs your foot. Um, And I'm wearing them and my feet are singing. That's that sound. Actually, that's the sound of Wendy. But anyway, they have all sorts of like Wendy not wearing Bomba socks. No, they have like special stitching and they have a thing. They have like a blister, a thing that prevents blisters. And um, they're just. They're expertly engineered mm-hmm. to answer all your sock woes. So you guys should try a pair for yourself. And by the way, they don't just stop with your co- comfort. With every pair of socks they sell, a pair is donated to someone in need because socks, as it turns out, are the number one requested item at homeless shelters. So for a limited time, Bombas is offering you guys a 20% off of their... They're offering you guys 20% off their your first order and free shipping. It's just for my listeners. So again, 20% off your first order and free shipping... Um, you get that by going to bombas.com slash Allison, and it is case sensitive, so all lowercase, bombas.com slash 
Allison, all lowercase, do it for 20% off the most comfortable socks on the planet and a pair for someone in need. Bombas.com, B-O-M-B-A-S.com slash Allison, all lowercase. Okay, let's do Just Me or Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right. Jamos and Bobos says, while catching up on shows on my DVR, seeing the holiday commercials creeps me out. Um, I don't know if it creeps me. I kind of like it. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I kind of like it. I think it's kind of like, oh, remember that? I always like that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're the ones that kept our Christmas tree up. We finally took it down. <laughs> yeah. We, we finally like- took it down. <laughs> I kind of miss it. The, yeah. You know why I felt like we needed to take it down more than people coming in and out and being like, it's March. You still have your tree up is because when I post little YouTube videos, clips of the show, Wendy, what is going on over there? When I post little clips of the show and you see a tree in the background, I feel like then it confuses people. And they're like, oh, is this three months yeah. old? No, uh, we're just yeah. people who are ridiculous with our tree. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. I like to have the, I don't know. We're, but when I grew up, we had the Christmas lights up all year. So maybe I'm Did just, you really? Mm-hmm, but that's mostly because my stepdad was too lazy to take him down. <laughs> I like twinkly lights and all that stuff. I know, I would, but, but people not- feel it's like to do that is... Um, to go outside in your pajamas holding a megaphone or something. People just think it's crazy. It's nuts. It's a little eccentric. But I don't care. I like having the twinkly Christmas lights up. Yeah, we in my apartment in New York, we always put Christmas just the white Christmas lights up because it was so dark. We didn't have a lot of windows. So we felt like it lightened it, right? That was our attempt yeah. to make it seem like we're light and bubbly in here. It's not a cave. My sister and I had them up too. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a young 20s New York kind of thing. It like, must oh, look, be. we have a couch we found on the street right. and twinkly lights. Yeah. I feel yeah. like, did the light Christmas lights, like, has that just gradually taken over or is that just me? Because I feel yeah. like every every house I walked into, like, as a kid, it was all the colored Christmas lights. But now, right. it, like, just plain white has become such a like shorthand for like classiness and the right way to decorate that like in movies when you see colored christmas lights now that instantly reads as like there's gonna Chris be a Waltz. murder here yeah or, or like yeah, or it's like shabby or yeah see daniel <laughs> <laughs> i like just the white ones because apparently i'm a real basic bitch when it comes to that on the christmas tree <laughs> yeah oh i didn't know that you don't like the multicolored ones on the christmas tree i prefer just the white i think Hmm. Oh, man. My mom like is so much. picky about the, even the colored lights. She doesn't like the new colored lights because it's a little bit different now. Like what are the, the new ones? The shade. LED. The, oh, it's the LED light. So they're a different color. So my mom actually made me take old ones that were still working. How did she make us do it? It was so confusing. I've so blocked out that five the, and a half hour period. <laughs> <laughs> the LED ones do look different. Though. Yeah. So yeah. she had old ones yeah. that maybe some of the bulbs were out. So we would take only the colors that she liked from the LED ones to put them into the old ones so that she could retain the color lights that she likes. I still have she, scars on my thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> Your mom's a real out. Christmas auteur. It's, it, like, it reminds <laughs> me of those stories you hear of directors who will like only shoot with a camera that... like uses Polaroid film from 1976 because mm-hmm. it just has the right warmth. Yes, That's right. That's yes, right. that is exactly how she is in lots of things in her life, but particularly the tree. I respect that. Mm-hmm. The colored lights are more festive, I think. The white, the white ones are more like, you know, you go to a restaurant, they have the white ones up, you know. 
Allison. Noted. <laughs> Bruised by Dawn says, paper cut doesn't really describe the damage done by the edge of a file folder. Just me or everyone. Ooh. And cut in quotes. Mm. Um, hmm. yeah, I agree. Well, well, I think I cut actually does suggest damage. But I think that people will say, oh, it's just a paper cut. And I think that that belittles yeah. the pain. Because a yeah. paper cut can be paper really... Paper cuts hurt. Yes. Especially a file folder. There's, there's a burning to them, too. Yes. Like there, it feels like you got burned, even if you didn't. Yes. Yeah. I hear her or him... I didn't catch it. Uh, with the file folder, it's it, file folders seem like manufactured poorly. Where like they just cut, like a quarter of them come out razor sharp. They're like they're <laughs> yeah. ready to attack. <laughs> it's like opening a box of porcupines or something, <laughs> which one should never do without yeah. the proper tools. Well, without the you know safety wrap that now porcupines are packed in when <laughs> live porcupines exactly. after those class action suits that we right. all remember yeah. right it's you so saw hard. that it, documentary about i did the thing is now it's impossible <laughs> to get into a box of porcupines <laughs> get, get through all the you know it's just it's ridiculous it's like but come mm, on once you yeah. do and you make that porcupine stew <laughs> it's so worth oh, it but that's right? for shoplifting right? that's not for your safety <laughs> right and now who's stealing because those porcupine gangs <laughs> Do they liberate their own? <laughs> B. Slammon says, can't we invent an ironing board where the styrofoam-esque cover doesn't curl up, creating uh-huh. a crease in your clothes? Seriously. I agree with that. Yeah, they're so flimsy. Clearly, Al does his own ironing in our house <laughs> yeah. because I'm like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I can teach you how to, how to iron a shirt. No, I'd rather not. <laughs> it's been, yeah, like a really long time since I've ironed anything. I thought you said irony board. I was like, yeah, get that styrofoam out of those things. Right. It makes no sense in your irony board. It's like a vision board. I mean, I really want styrofoam in my irony board, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But Al and Daniel, you guys have real strong feelings about this. Back when I used to iron, you know, before I got married and got a wife that did all that for me. Now I don't (laughs) care as much. Says the person who has... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a clothing steamer. Yeah, that's actually the truth. I don't iron. I use a steamer. So hmm, cool. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. It doesn't. I found that I maybe I don't know how to iron properly, but I would always get that. Is it because of the crease thing? Well, first of all, it's a pain in the ass. But that. But also, you get that um, burnt. Your clothes start to get shiny if you iron too much. You know, because the the fabric gets singed. Can oh, yeah. So yeah. you'll get these like your your, your now, did you, cotton well, pants. Would you use the steam? I mean, well, then you start to use the uh, the spray bottle is what I started oh, to okay. use. Oh, so okay. Spray, spray bottle. It. But yeah, then yeah. I just... Eh, Get just a little more steamer. energy. Yeah. <laughs> so I would use the steam. Thank you. <laughs> that was going to be my hype man. Yeah. So nice. I use the steam. Uh, yeah, steam. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I lived in hotels for like three years straight. And so I always I always had to iron because I could pack a week's worth of like professional business clothes into a carry-on nice so that i would never have to check my bag i like i was like i was george clooney from up in the air what 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 were your tricks uh you always stuff your socks and like some of your underwear into your shoes because you can it keeps your shoes like puffed out so they don't get wrinkled and jammed up but it also conserves the space because you're just wasting that space Um, that's right so i won't bring an extra carry-on with socks and underwear well yeah I mean, yeah, and then he like rolls everything and folds it just right. People do that. He's really a great packer. In fact, most of the time, I just put all my clothes that I want to take on the bed and go 
make it happen. Really? Yeah. And then he does. That's yeah. what my parents mm. do, but in the reverse. My dad does that and my mom. Actually, I think they've now, gra- you might be headed in this direction, warning Al. Now, he doesn't, my dad doesn't even put his stuff on the bed. She just grabs it for him. She knows oh, what wow. he needs. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's never going to happen, Jenna. <laughs> it's true. Always, well, it would be no, so bad. It if could he, happen. If happen. You just won't be happy about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it would be so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Joelle Zarep says, is it just me or everyone? When eating a burger or sandwich, once I start eating, I place it upside down for easy consuming. What? <coughs> upside down. How does that make it easier? Yeah, right. is it a sandwich, but a sandwich uh, is the same right side up and upside down, isn't it? Am I Not if it's an open face sandwich, but that wouldn't make it any easier. Um, I guess maybe if the bottom side is soggy. soggy. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that was my thought. Either sogginess or poor bun quality. Or too much patty on the bun. Because you turn it upside down if it's like... If the bottom bun is like right. shrinking or crumbling, you got more you got bun it. cushion. I feel you like they're talking about just how you pick it up because if you if you just put your hands out, your fingers kind of oh. go on the bottom. Oh, and then, and you then flip thumbs, it. Yeah, I see. But that wouldn't matter for a sandwich, right? Well, okay, if it's like a sub sandwich, sometimes that top, like the bottom is flat, but the top is curved. So there's more sandwich on the top. But were right. both of his wrists broken and like fused together? I, mean, I saw no, the motion is, that you're this making, is, this which, is which this no is, one can. I know, but you can, you know. To narrate for no. you, the way that I'm doing it is correct, and the way that, I'm, that Dustin is doing it is wildly incorrect. <laughs> See, Dustin, the way Al's cupping the the imaginary bun with his forefingers, <laughs> yeah, you know, like like gently, like you would, like you, I think like, that's like, the ergonomic, like you'd cradle a porcupine that you just yeah. opened out of your. See, box. Dustin, if you do it your way with the thumbs down way, that's going to cause you carpal tunnel because yeah. your wrist is at a is it's at a forty five. I feel or like it's less angle. caring too for the actual yeah. sandwich. So actually, I support this way. This is the ergonomic: fingers down, thumb up. Then you flip. flip. Oh, it is. Really? I'm not, I'm oh yeah. N- but I'm flip. I'm not concerned about my sandwich. I'm just you know. Well, we'll talk it. when you get yeah. carpal tunnel and you're whining about that. Because otherwise, you're gonna like the taste uh, is not going to be as satisfying if you cradle and and reverse because hmm. you're going to be biting through on your tongue side. The the billowier bun, oh, so you're not going to get to the flavor as quickly, unless all and the it's, condiments it's, are spread on the top, which they often are. A, it's going to be a bland, but you're going to be you're going to have to go through too much bland before you get through the flavor. It's going to be but a blander w- bite. What's worse than having the? Bite? I'm living in a spicier Listen to me. world. No, it's I'm telling you, it world. stays I'm right side you. up when you pick it up because you flip it. See. What, that's like, why you set you it down, like down upside down. Flip it? Right, you set, you set it down upside down. He's like this. All, he, Jeff might be the only one actually addressing this just mirror everyone. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this presupposes that I would ever put a sandwich down. Oh, right, you might, Ooh, just, you might just hang yeah. out in your now, hands. Now, right. scientists well, in Japan have actually figured out the proper way to eat a hamburger. Oh, did so they you, show you that when you sang to on them? On fucking YouTube it did. Are you serious? Snapchat. Snapchat is right, so check it out. They have actually figured out exactly the right way to eat a hamburger so that there's no mess, and it involves putting your thumb and pinky under the burger. Okay, I think this is how it is. See, what you're and doing is the most unnatural thing anyone. It is has totally, about. but I hate guess like what? No mess, Dustin. What? That it, this is like cat's cradle. So, it's, so it, what you're doing is you're keeping it like completely compressed, and that way you can eat the burger and the lettuce and the tomato and everything stay in. There's nothing flopping onto the plate. That's assuming the person making $9 an hour and who's made 5,000 sandwiches that day cares enough to put everything in the right spots. 
Because sometimes yeah. like the, the tomatoes like already hanging out. No, well, you, know? you got to do a little arranging first, I think, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know. Wendy has a water bottle. Hold, please. Yeah. Uh, S- someone that is very inconsiderate about the sound of this show put that water <laughs> bottle on the floor. What oh, is it about wait, water it was bottles? Me. <laughs> Dogs love them. Dogs love water oh, bottles. She loves love water bottles. Them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about all this sandwich talk. I feel like there's no wrong way to eat a sandwich. Just like there's no wrong way to eat a Reese's. Isn't that their slogan? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Bruce by Dawn says, again, Bruce by Dawn, when I start reading prose after poetry, I wonder why the rhymes are missing. Um, I love this one (laughs) because I just love that you're reading poetry and then switching to prose. (laughs) Uh, I feel like I it might just be you. I I wish I could relate to that so bad. (laughs) I don't think I've read any. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe I will revisit poetry. Yeah. Uh, J. Mose and Bobo says, I run my toothbrush through the dishwasher once a week. What? Isn't that wow. kind of ingenious? Does Whoa. anyone do that besides I've her? I've never done never. that. I've never even thought but to would do it. Does it taste Probably, like dishwasher soap? I know. That would be the fear. Does it clean well enough, the, the, the soap off of the stuff? Right. I don't know. We have hmm. to, I mean, if she does it at least once a week, then it must be turning out okay. Hmm. Or like everything else, when she takes it out, is there like... A little welling of water, like halfway up the bristles. <laughs> she has <laughs> to shake it out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And is it bristles up or bristles down? Well, yeah, bristles down. She could solve that. Mm-hmm. What? I do feel like our dishwasher isn't drying as well as it 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 used well, to. Well, we don't put it on that setting that dries the dishes. We don't. No, to conserve Why? energy. Oh, when did we? switch it or is that how it automatically is when did you switch it i think in the beginning let's have this with more energy when did that happen (laughs) (laughs) hot dishwasher talk i think i think at the beginning uh you decided that we would not do it with the heat i don't know why i excuse me i'm pro heat never made that decision So i would have been pro heat i know it wasn't me girl excuse me <laughs> I always feel like those things get changed just because someone's butt leans up against it. Yes, right? yeah, and then sure. all the buttons get pushed. And you're like, whatever. I don't know what it means. Anyway. I don't remember ever making that just decision. It, it would have just been an accident. I pushed it, but I want everyone to know that when you make a point that you think is especially, mm-hmm. um, like you've really nailed made that it. Point, yeah, yeah, you push your microphone up. It's That's like you right. just drop the mic. That's right. Because I'm done. I've <laughs> said what I needed to say. <laughs> you know, do you <laughs> sit again? No, I did that on purpose. <laughs> I, sometimes I run the cup that holds my toothbrush through the dishwasher. Sometimes I run the soap dish through the dishwasher. Yeah, those things I yeah. get. They do I, get gross. They do. Yeah. You know, especially like the Sonicare. If you don't take them apart and clean them, they can get nasty. Oh, yeah. The old ones. Oh, those holy were. Shit. Yeah, they, those were the, the they worst. They were like, I remember the first time I realized that and I took it apart and there was like mold growing inside that, that yeah. cup part. That Ugh. mildew. <laughs> yeah. No good. Yeah. No Ugh. good. So thankfully they redesigned them. Yeah. Now they aren't as... But they still get... They can get a little... Like I'll set it down on the counter and I'll lift it up and I'll be like, oh, there's some weird grimy wetness that it left behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's see. Ren Woman 13 says, just me or everyone, when listening to Alison Rosen's Your New Best Friend, you sing along with every song, whether in your head or out loud... Everyone, duh. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. everyone, of course. Serena Powell says, shopping and see clothes near the security exit bars and get too scared to walk near it because already holding clothes might beep. Yes. Done that. How, yeah. like, what is the distance that you can, how far away must you 
be from those because I'm always afraid to get too close to them too. I'm always afraid, but then I just do it. And sometimes it goes off and sometimes it doesn't. So you just risk it. Right. Sometimes <laughs> clothes have the... Do they still make those? This shows you how long it's been since I... Clothes shopping is not my favorite thing to do. Um, those things that... They do still make clothes. <laughs> they do? Okay, good. I wasn't sure if people are just wearing their Apple watches now. Um, those things that have ink in them? Yes, they pens? still do those. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. What are we talking about? You don't need pens. With the little Apple button watch. things on the clothes, and they have to yes. put it through their little contraption to uh, pop it off. Yes, yeah, they still do those, but mm-hmm. not all of those have ink in them. I don't. Some think of them all have them... ink in them, and it's like if you walk out, like if you try to take it off, it'll spill on your clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think stores like Forever Twenty One and those kind of places still do the ink. So high end couture, yeah, really fancy, <laughs> expensive places. Yeah. All right, and here's the last one. SBA North says. Just mirror everyone. Have to wash worn out panties even though I'm throwing them away. Definitely. No. Yes. <laughs> really? I, wait. Well, you'll never get a good price on them on eBay if you wash them. I love washing worn out I panties. I mean, how would I know? Wait. 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 You guys are joking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, y- yes. I'm joking. Uh, totally. Uh, y- yes. <laughs> but... Sh- if you're throwing them out, you can just throw them away. You don't have to wash them. I think she feels that she has to wash them first, but I, I don't have this problem. No. Or maybe it's not a problem. Not. I don't have this habit. Definitely the guys that um, pick through our trash would appreciate it if you didn't. <laughs> well, right. Now I'm thinking... <laughs> way to throw the mic down mm-hmm. slash up. <laughs> now I'm thinking maybe I should. I know. I, I see the thought process yeah. behind it because it is kind of weird Maybe and Maybe like creepy. a credit card, we should cut them up into a bunch of little pieces and make underwear confetti. <laughs> yeah. That'd be fun. What, Daniel? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I was just thinking about a black market of these underwear panties confetti? that these guys are probably Huge selling. Underwear. We all just feel like we should extend <laughs> this conversation because it's about women's underwear, but it's, <laughs> it's hard to think where to go from yeah here. exactly i know and i think guys don't have this problem because guys don't throw underwear out ever <laughs> yes ever that's also true we, we can't relate to this experience yeah. yeah why would you throw it out it, I, it still I, existed right yeah I'm just wearing an elastic out? band around my it. waist right now <laughs> <laughs> with just with just a few tatters just that's hanging right, up like <laughs> like a like a modern loincloth that's right exactly <laughs> Well, if you're going to buy underwear, you'd like to get them at a good price. Actually, you want to get everything at a good price. I want to tell you guys about a super cool app. It's the Retail Me Not app, which gets you thousands of coupons from 50,000 stores all in one place. So if you're... Daniel, remember we were at a store recently? Yes, we were. I remember when I threw my hand down, I think Mm -hmm. I... I Against my own thigh, and I went, oh, damn it! Yes. Because I left my coupon at home. Oh, God, that was the worst. But this really happened. Yes. It's happened more than once when we go to this store because I have a coupon for this particular store. That's right. And every time I walk in, I go, oh, damn it, which is what always happens to me because it's like whenever I put aside and I not just any old coupon, you know, I won't just put aside any old coupon, but occasionally you'll get a coupon where you're like, this is significant savings. So I'll put it aside and then invariably I will not take it with me. And I think, why don't I just put this in my purse? I don't know, but I don't. I put it in the kitchen where I'll never use it ever. That's why the Retail Me Not app is so ideal because it's got all the coupons right there on your phone, all in one place so you can actually use them. They have amazing deals like 60% off, free shipping, free gifts with purchase, etc. 
Um, and again, it's 50,000 different stores. There's probably more by the time you check it out, but like Kohl's, Domino's, Best Buy. Um, uh, I saw Pottery Barn on there, a ton of others that, um, you'll definitely use. So if you text an invite to download the free retail me not app right now on your smartphone, that's what you should do. Well, when I say right now, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast on your phone, wait till the podcast ends, but then right, right then text an invite to download, download the free retail me not app text Allison. That's my name to four, two, seven, six, seven. So again, text Allison to four, two, seven, six, seven, write that down four, two, seven, six, seven, text Allison to them. Um, and then redeem coupons right from your phone. Whenever you're checking out, it's that easy. Retail me not is the best way to have thousands of coupons on your phone so you can save money. Uh, so again, text Allison to four, two, seven, six, seven. You'll get a text with a link to download it. Never forget another coupon again. Allison to 42767 right now. Message and data rates may apply for terms and privacy. Visit retailmenot.com. Okay. Nice. In my defense, Allison told me to go bananas with sound effects. I did. (laughs) I don't think you need a defense. I don't know. You're not on trial yet. (laughs) The night is young. I just want to do one quick news story because we have a news jingle. That I feel like I'm going to have stuck in my head. I, I love, love that it. one. It's really good. I love that one. That was the one that I listened to. It went just like that. Over and over when we got the new batch. I listened to that one. It's, like it's so good. It's really Well, if you'd good. like something else stuck in your head. Touch the tushy. 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 Touch touch. Now, do you want the new song again to take that one out of your head? <laughs> no, I wasn't having a problem with that. But it, that does have like a Bears Super Bowl shuffle quality to it. That's it's the like, idea. It's, it's like an driving old, and thunderous. It's like an old school catchiness. It's oh, not man. like a David Gaeta catchy. It's That's like right. a <laughs> David Gaeta. <laughs> and I was, um, you know what? I, I was about to say. Super hip reference, but that's probably not a super hip reference anymore, is it? Oh, no, no, no. The kids they listen to. Hey, Dustin's DJs done with super that we hip. We can't references. even pronounce. Yeah. Oh, so so true. Dustin does schlub references now. No more super. But hip what references. I still think are hip references. That's the thing. That's how out of it I am. And I'm like, oh, that's hip from 12 years ago. I've managed to insult all of us, I think. Even <laughs> even you, Jenna and Al, even you guys, even though you're not even part of this, I've insulted you too. I'm sure, and Jeff. No. Yeah, nice work. Way to kick off the news segment. I feel great. So By talking about how out of touch we are. Let's get back in touch with the news. All right. All right. Well, then let's do a real in-touchy news story. The Bachelorette is going to have two Bachelorettes this season. It makes no sense. I don't get how it's going to work either. Yeah. I, to be honest, Brittany yeah. and Caitlin. Brit. Is that what they call her? Yeah, Brit. I haven't watched this show she in a while. She is ridiculous. Now, I, she's a waitress here in L.A., um, do you know where? She, no, I don't. And she, to me personally, I watched this season. She seemed pretty fake. And I know that sounds, you know, I don't want to be a mean girl here. <laughs> but she, I just feel like there's a lot of acting involved. She's a waitress in LA. Yeah. There's clearly some. Oh, like she's like, not there right. for the right reasons. Here. Right. Well, she works yeah. at the actress. Popeyes at Rosk or uh, at uh, Vine and Melrose. <laughs> no, but if you're an actress, <laughs> not an actress. If, you're a, if you're a waitress in LA, come on. Right. And you're she an is one of the most beautiful human beings right. I've ever seen. She genuinely is like this just stunning person. But apparently, 
over the course of the show, it was revealed that she never takes showers and she would wear her makeup 24-7. Really? That's yes. so bad for your skin. I know. <laughs> I know. So anyway, <laughs> she, she is a, I think she's kind of a loose cannon. I'm not really sure about her. And then Caitlin is a dance instructor who wore a beanie all the time and then likes to rap. Do you like Caitlin? Because you lit up when you began talking to her. She's like the audience favorite, right? Uh, I like her because Alan makes fun of her when he when he watches the show with me. And it's hilarious every time because he just he like, I don't know. Do you remember making fun of her? I never know. I can't remember who they are. <laughs> Every time you're like, and Caitlin, I'm like, which one is Caitlin? Yeah. She was the one who wore that beanie the whole episode. Yeah. And they went and did rap. They like recorded a rap song together and it was mm. so awkward. Yeah. Anyway. I feel like it's just going to turn into Temptation Island here pretty soon. She and The Bachelor recorded a rap song or she yes. and Brit? No, The the Bachelor. Uh, but yeah. are they going to choose one to be The Bachelorette? Is it like, is there a competition be- competition between them that's or, what I don't know, because I sort of fizzled out last night, because mm-hmm. it's three hours finale. It's like That's two hours for him it's, to propose, and then another hour of like, ugh, we get it, you're engaged. So by the end, I t- kind of tuned out and actually found out through Twitter that both of them are The Bachelorette. Because Allie Fedekowski was not into it. Is that who you found out from? Because I saw something. <laughs> Fedekowski, like that's it. her name, right? Oh, really? No, she, she felt like it huh? wasn't fair. wasn't fair to either of them. How is it not? Oh, why? Because well, they, they have, have that share. experience. Yeah, they have to share it. I don't know. You've got to trust the process. That's all I know about it. <laughs> Go on the journey. Take a leap of faith. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think they're just looking for a, like an entire giant season of catfights of like, yes. them all yes. wanting to just choose up the, the same drama. See, that is why Bachelor Pad was so good. <sighs> oh, that was yes. great. What happened to Loved that show? It. I think what they're bringing the it back. Oh, really? Yeah. What if the Bachelorette proposes to the other Bachelorette? That would be taken in a whole new direction. That would be really wild. That would be great. And then Bill Cosby released his first video message since the scandal. I don't know if any of you guys caught this at all. Um, I was trying to find it, and everything I clicked on to find the video just pulled up a Good Morning America segment about the video, and they play a little bit of the video. And what I'm reading is that it was exclusive i don't know if it was exclusively given to abc news good morning america but it was released ex- i mean yes essentially that is what it was because it was released exclusively on good morning america so that's the whole clip but it's him but wearing- they didn't put it online like where you could see Weird. the whole no i can't if oh. so i I'm cannot sure they find will. it maybe they're leaking it out all week like little set pieces of it good all morning america digital editors Roberts talking about it and then they throw to a clip of it but it's bill cosby wearing matching burgundy pajamas talking onto a phone like an old old-fashioned phone not even a Mm -hmm. not even a cell phone um saying he's talking about his upcoming shows and he (laughs) says you know i'll be hilarious can't wait but like he's talking to someone his fans well he's reaching his fans on an old rotary phone (laughs) because it's very it's really bizarre it's like it's unclear what what he's trying to do with it and then at the end there's a written message that says hey 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 i'm far from finished far from finished is sort of his hashtag almost uh and then it says dear fans i hope you enjoy my wonderful video message that's filled with laughter but it wasn't filled with laughter at least not the part i saw of it hmm i i saw bill cosby on i think it was jimmy fallon before this whole thing broke and i think i told you jenna that it was like 
the the whole interview was like i don't think bill cosby knows where he's at at that moment Mm -hmm. because it was just like he was just going and jimmy Fallon was just trying to like match like no no yeah you know you're on tv right (laughs) (laughs) tell that joke that we set you up for so i wonder if they just gave him the phone to be like you like he doesn't understand he's on a video phone he's just talking on a like an actual old rotary phone thinking he's talking like on an interview (laughs) i don't know it's very (laughs) weird i was thinking not to get super duper heavy at the end of the show but i'm a real big innocent till proven guilty person we've jenna we've actually talked about this on the show about i think the danger of it's such a fine line to walk because obviously you want people to feel comfortable coming forward. You want to believe victims. You never want to suggest it's not true. At the same time, I think that if someone accuses someone of something and to just believe to just believe it because one person says it is also incredibly dangerous and can lead to witch hunts and mm-hmm. in all sorts of destruction. I mean, there's a reason we have this innocent until proven guilty. That being said, with the Bill Cosby thing... In no way am I not believing all these stories. It's really hard not to believe. Because there's so many many of them. That's the thing. It's just so many women. And it's all very similar stories. I don't know. And this is a case where, I mean, he never will be proven guilty, right? Because the statute of limitations is up. So, I mean, that that, that legal principle need need not apply because he's never going to be in a a court of law addressing this. I think the problem is there's so many women and there doesn't seem to be any um, plausible reason why they'd all be coordinating their efforts against him in this way. You know, like, what do they stand to gain from this? What's the point of coming 30 plus women coming forward with these stories? It just doesn't. But what I mean, there are like these Cosby truthers, I think, who who defend him. I don't know if they are suggesting that there is some kind of coordinated effort. I, mean, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I don't. I don't understand what they're thinking is. I do think it's really sad, just all the way yes. around the whole thing, because it's like we all grew up watching the Cosby right. Show, and it was some a show I would say we all probably liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of and course. Thought he was, was really very, funny. He was extremely likable. Yeah. The crazy thing to think <laughs> is, like, if it's true, then he's probably the worst serial rapist ever in the history. You know, like you know, one of the worst, right? Right. Bill Cosby. The numbers. <laughs> It's so crazy. It's so sad. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. Way, way to bring us all down. <laughs> I know. Way yeah. to go. We were having a good show. I know. Time. I should have saved something fun for the end. <laughs> 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 uh, I mean, it's more energy, more yeah. energy. I know. Look at me. I completely dragged us down. <laughs> I know. I we're can bring us up. We're just saving people on a... Yeah. Sing your tushy song. No. Go. <laughs> touch the tushy. Touch, touch the tushy. I don't, so, so, I don't think that's the Actually, song that's a bad that song to sing like right now. After the the right segue me. out of that. You're right. Never mind. I blew it. Sing... You asked for it. Sing your song from Tucson, Jingle Bells. Yeah. <laughs> Jingle Bells. I don't remember it. Sorry. All right. Maybe we'll just leave them on a down note. But come back soon and we'll lift you right back up just to perfectly punctuate this. My Alice Rose and your best friend poster is trying to make his escape from the wall. Yeah, no. <laughs> a lot of stuff has gone wrong this show, but a lot of stuff has gone right. For example, I am no longer coughing. 
Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At least that happened and, and stopped. Although I feel like I'm going to sneeze. Well, you guys, thank you so much for listening. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, which you are, because they have everything, click through the banner on my website, AllisonRosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra. It does help out the show. Thank you guys so much for all of your Amazon support. Also, there's some PayPal links on my website on the right side, AllisonRosen.com. Thank you so much for your PayPal support. Uh, we have a ringtone available. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. You can get that by searching Hey Go Fuck Yourself on your iPhone in the iTunes store. And we have two special bonus episodes available recorded live at the LA Podcast Festival. First one with Doug Benson and Greg Proops. Next one with Doug Benson, musician Matt Costa, and the former Thursday Gang. And those are $1.99 in the comedy album section of the iTunes store. You can get those by searching Allison Rosen in iTunes and it'll pull them up. You can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. Email us, A-R-I-Y-M-B-F show at gmail.com. Jeff, where should we go for you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter through my podcast, Barracuda Radio, at Barracuda Radio, and tune in where finer podcasts are found or at barracudaradio.com. Excellent. Daniel? At Daniel Quantz, uh, Q-U-A-N-T-Z, Twitter and Instagram. Perfect. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> That's my thing. Mm-hmm. Alan? Uh, at Alan Moss, two A's, two L's, two S's on Twitter and Instagram. Jenna. Uh, check out our podcast. Al and I have one. It's Sorry Not Sorry with Jenna Kim Jones. And if you search Jenna Kim Jones on iTunes, it will pull right up. I recommend it. That is another <gasps> thing we listened to on our way to Santa Barbara. And unlike ours, which bummed me out, that one didn't. Oh, thanks. Hey, I enjoyed it. Very yeah. <laughs> thanks. We, we, in fact, on the next show, we should talk about how let's never course it train. Oh, my gosh. I didn't I even know it was a whole thing. Someone else brought it up to me, too. So really? I've had this conversation multiple times since then, just randomly. It they brought be, it up like it's like, something they do. Have you heard of waist training? And I'm like, uh, yes, I just went down this spiral. Isn't Haven't it, you listened to Sorry Not Sorry? That's what you should have said. I know, me. I should yeah. have. That's a good point. All right. Yeah. And Dustin? Still nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> we could say it with more energy, though. The lack of energy is that the was, whole thing. That's, that's, that's his, his thing. bit. Come on. Sorry, I'm off my game. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time.